0: This morning, and uh, let's honor the reading of the Word of the Lord. Would you stand with me, please? Look in the book of Matthew, chapter number 25. Matthew, chapter 25. Very familiar passage of Scripture, but I have a little twist to put on it today. At least it's new to me. I don't know, nothing new under the sun. But uh, I'm kind of slow, so it takes me a while to get there, so it's new to me. Matthew, chapter number 25 this morning. Matthew, chapter 25. Again reading with verse number 14. Jesus telling the story here, a parable. He said, "The kingdom of heaven is like a man traveling to a far country who called his own servants and delivered his goods to them. And to one he gave five talents and to another two and to another one, and to each according to his own ability. And immediately he went on a journey. And then he who had received the five talents went and traded with them and made another five talents. Likewise, he who had received two gained two more also. But he who had received one went and dug in the ground and hid his Lord's money. After a long time, the Lord of those servants came and settled accounts with them. So he who had received five talents came and brought five other talents, saying, Lord, you delivered to me five talents. Look, I have gained five more talents besides them. His Lord said to him, well done, good and faithful servant. You were faithful over a few things. I make you ruler over many things. Enter into the joy of your Lord. Also, who had received two talents, came and said, Lord, you delivered to me two talents. Look, I have gained two more talents besides them. His Lord said to him, well done, good and faithful servant. You have been faithful over a few things. I will make you ruler over many things. Enter into the joy of your Lord. Then he who had received the one talent came and he said, Lord, I knew you to be a hard man. Reaping where you have not sown, and gathering where you have not scattered seed. And I was afraid, and I went, and I hid your talent in the ground. But look, look, there you have what is yours. But his Lord answered and said to him, You wicked and lazy servant. You knew that I reap where I have not sown, and you knew I gather where I have not scattered seed. So you ought to have deposited my money with the bankers. And at my coming I would have received back my own with interest. Therefore take the talent from him and give it to to him that has ten talents. For to everyone who has more will be given. And he will have abundance. But from him who does not have even what he has will be taken away. And cast the unprofitable servant into the outer darkness. There will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. This morning I want to use for my subject the true test of faithfulness. The true test of faithfulness. Father, we thank you today for the word of Thank you for its practicality as well as its inspiration. Father, I just pray today, Lord, that you will anoint this message and anoint this messenger with the Holy Spirit today. God, open our ears to hear the word of God today. And Father, may we make an examination of our life. And Father, may at the end of our life, may we be deemed faithful. Father, for the glory of God, we ask these things. All of God's people said, praise the Lord. And you may be reseated this morning. I'm afraid that most people equate faithfulness with maintaining. You know, if a person merely main, maintains a status quo, they are, they are said to be faithful. People say things like, ah, he's not a superstar, but, but he's faithful. Uh, he hasn't done anything spectacular. Things haven't changed much since he took over. Things aren't growing, but he's faithful. if you just keep putting one foot in front of the other, uh, if you just show up every single day, if you just hang on and don't quit, for most people you would be deemed faithful. Well, this might be the definition for faithfulness according to man, but according to the parable that Jesus told of the talents, it's not his definition of faithfulness. The title of my message today is The True Test faithfulness? When we stand before God at the judgment seat of Christ, will he deem us faithful? What are we doing with what he gave us to work with? Let me call your attention this morning to seven things that I find in this story. And the first one is the individuals. Notice the individuals. The master in this story brings three of his servants before him and gives each man a different amount of money. Now a talent was a measure of money like dollars are in in America. A talent was a measure of money. And so to the one he gave five talents, to another man he gave two talents, and to the other man he gave one talent. Different amounts of money he gave to three different individuals. Now we understand that Jesus is represented by the master in this story. And you and I today, we are represented either by the five, the two, or the one talent person. We all stand as individuals before God. I'm not going to answer for you and you're not going to have to answer for me. I might be a two-talent person. You might be a five- or a one-talent person. But we're not all the same. God doesn't see us as a mass. He he hasn't lumped us all together. He, He didn't use a cookie cutter when He made us. We are all individuals, and as individuals, we are going to stand alone. We are going to stand by ourselves at the judgment seat of Christ, and we are going to give an account of what we did personally With the things, the gifts, the talents, the abilities that God gave to us. God's not going to tell us on judgment day, Oh, oh, I remember you. You were a member of that new Bethel. That that church had its fingerprints all over the world. That that, that church had a worldwide vision. That that that, that church had had an incredible influence for my kingdom. Hey, you were a member there, so I deem you faithful. No, God Definitely keeps a record on New Bethel as a church, as a whole. But he also has an individual file on each and every one of us individually. And when our name is called at the judgment seat, and it will be called, we will not stand there holding hands as a group singing Kumbaya. But we will stand alone. We will stand as an individual, and the file cabinet will be opened, and our individual file will be opened And we will be judged accordingly. The second thing I see in this story is the investment. The investment. The master in this story made a personal investment in each one of his servants. To one he invested five talents. To another he invested two talents. And to another he invested one. Notice what verse 15 says. To each according to his own ability. Now I want to be perfectly clear this morning. We are not talking about salvation. This is not a salvation message this morning. This is not a salvation issue. We're not talking about whether or not we go to heaven or hell. We're not talking about whether we are saved or lost. We're talking about one day we are going to be judged according to what we have done for God or not done for God and we're going to be rewarded or lose our reward based upon what we have or have not done. A master in this story who represents Christ invested his money in three men. God has made an investment in all of us. God has entrusted some of you with five talents and some of you have been entrusted with two talents and some have been entrusted with one talent. What are the gifts and the talents and the abilities in your life that God has entrusted to you and what are you doing with that which has been entrusted to you? What are you doing with what God has given you? Are you developing those gifts? Are you being a good steward of God's gift? Because you see, God is serious about the investment that he has made in you. He's serious about the investment. He's serious about the gift. He's serious about the abilities. He's serious about the things that he has placed in your life and put in your hands to work with. He's serious about this. He has trusted you with his good. And he is watching you and he's watching me to see what we are or what we are not doing with what it is he has entrusted to our life. And he's going to require us to stand before him on judgment day and give an account of what we did with his investments. The third thing that I see in this story is the initiative. Two out of three men showed initiative. The man that had received the five talents went right to work. Now, he had five talents. That was a lot. He was given a lot. He was trusted with a lot. He could have said, wow, this is a lot. Can you see this big old mountain of money? This is a lot. No need in trying to increase this, man. this Surely this is more than enough. No, sir, he took what was given to him. He put it to work and he doubled his master's money. The man with the two talents did the very same thing. He didn't sit around feeling sorry for himself. He he didn't play the, oh, the it's not fair card. Why does he have five talents and all I get is two talents? No, sir, he went right to work. He took what he had been given and he doubled what he had for the master. Friend, how about you today? Do you have any initiative? Do you have any initiative? What are you doing with what has been given to you? Have you taken what has been given to you and just sat on it? It's pretty good, like it is, you surmise. Good enough, better than mouse. If it ain't broke, don't fix it, has become your motto. But what about initiative? What about taking what has been deposited into your life? What about taking all what has been given to you and making it better? What about doubling what the master has given you to work with? And by the way, how are things now that they're under your control? You know, you always said, if man, if I was in charge, you know, if that were my ministry or... By the way, how are things now that you're in charge? How's your ministry? Is it any better than it was when it was given to you? Has it been better in the past? Are you just sitting on it, content with status quo? Oh, it's pretty good, you think. Better than most. Why mess with it? And you know, we're better than average just like we are. We don't have to work very hard and we can still be better than average. And so, man, we don't have to work very hard and we can still pull it off and it can still be better than average. Or do you have some initiative? Are you in the process of doubling what the Master The fourth thing I want us to look at in this story is the increase. The increase. Oh, for the two in this parable that showed initiative, they both reaped an increase. Both of them doubled their master's investment in them. And when their master returned after a long time away, they were able to lay down the talents. Oh, that had been invested in them. How oh, the one that had given, been given the five talents. When the master came home, he was able to say, Here, master, here's the five that you gave me. But looky here, here's five more. Twice as many. I have doubled the talent that you've given me. And the one that had been given the two talents, he was able to go before his master and say, Master, here's the two talents that you trusted with me. You trusted me with. Thank you for trusting me with those talents. Here they are. I give them back to you. But look here, I've got two more. I've doubled what you gave me. Oh. Oh, let me tell you this morning, if we will take what God has invested in us, if we will take the gifts and the talents and the abilities that God has birthed into our heart and given and entrusted to us, if we will show some initiative and put to work what we have been given, there will be an increase to lay at the feet of our Lord on judgment day. Can you even imagine how these two men must have felt as they were able to lay their master's goods out there at his feet that he had left in their care but they were also able to lay to lay at his feet an amount equal to the original doubling their master's investment. Oh can you imagine what they must have felt like when they heard the commendation that came from their master good well done good and faithful servant. Ah you were faithful over a little bit. I knew I could trust you. I knew I could depend upon you. Good job you were faithful over a little. I make your ruler over lot, hinder into the joy of your Lord oh friend can you just imagine can you just imagine you see you see I don't think people really think I don't think people really think I I think we just come to church and hear a sermon and go about our business and we don't understand how serious and how important this thing is and that it's not really about this life it's about the life to come And we hope that we could just, you know, just kind of barely make it in, you know, to heaven, you know. As long as I don't go to hell. As long as I don't have to burn up. And hear me, you don't want to burn up. The problem is you don't burn up. You burn forever. You burn, but don't burn up. And somehow we think that as long as I get in, I'll be just like everybody else. No, no, no. We're all saved by grace. It's only by the cross that gets us to heaven. We're not all going to be on the same level when we get there. Based upon what we did with what God gave us, we will be rewarded or we will not be rewarded. And some of you who have been very wealthy, how oh, you had an easy life in this life, oh, you might be a pauper in heaven. Now, a pauper in heaven is still going to be pretty cotton-picking good. You know what I'm talking about? Amen. What are we doing? with what he gave us. What will it be like, friend? What will it be like How, when we're able to go oh, before the King of kings and the Lord of lords, the one that gave his life, the one that shed his blood for us, oh, the one that saved us by his grace? What will it be like when we were able to enter into his presence and say, here's what you gave me to work with, but here's what I did with it. Here's what, look, what I did with it, Lord. And to hear him say, oh, good job. Well done, good and faithful servant. You're faithful over that little bit. I knew I could trust you. I knew I could depend upon you. Enter into the judgment. Joy on the blessing of the Lord. Wow. Mm. Notice the fifth thing that I find in this story this morning. And that is the inactivity. Two of these servants showed initiative. But the one that received the one talent chose inactivity. He buried his talent. We don't know what went on in his mind, but perhaps he thought what I have is good enough. I'll just preserve it as it is. Or perhaps he thought I only have one talent. If I lose it, I won't have a backup. And if I lose it, my master's going to be mad at me. Maybe he thought, if I can't have five talents, okay, maybe I don't deserve five talents. But look at that turkey that got two. He can't trust me with more than one talent. He don't think he more than me. I'll show him. I'll just dig a hole. I'll bury his talent. We don't know. For whatever reason, this man dug a hole and he buried the one talent that was given to him. And maybe I'm describing you this morning. You weren't given a lot, but you were given something. You weren't given five talents or four or three or two. Just one. You weren't given a lot, but you were given something. But, oh, just like this man, you have done absolutely nothing with what God gave you. Oh, maybe you have said a million times, if I had more, I would do something. Oh, if I just had two like him, or if I had five, if I just had more, I'd do something. Or maybe you said, when I get more, then I'll do something. Yeah, when I get more, I'll do something with it. There's a problem with that. It's called a principle. And it's the principle of Jesus. And Jesus said, he who is, faith, he who is faithful with a little will be faithful with a lot. But he who is unfaithful with a little would be unfaithful with a lot. You see, the truth is, the one with the one talent who digs a hole and buries it will never be trusted with five talents. And the one talent that he has is going to be stripped from him and given to somebody that will do something with it. You say, Pastor, why is life like it is? Why it doesn't seem fair. Why do the rich get richer and the poor get poorer? I don't have all day to answer that question, but let me just let me tell you one reason is because the poor never do anything with the little bit that they have. And if you don't do something with the little bit that you have, if you do not uh, prove to be faithful with the little bit that you have, you will never be trusted with a lot. Amen? Amen. I just cast down three thoughts right there. Somebody say, praise the Lord. Number six this morning, let's notice the inspection. The inspection, the work of all three of these servants was inspected. And upon inspection of the one with the five talents and the one with the two talents, it was discovered that they both took initiative. It was discovered that they both made an investment. It was discovered that they both increased their master's money. But Upon inspection of the servant who had been given the one talent, it was discovered that he had been inactive. And at his inspection, he began to make excuses for his inactivity. He even began to play the blame game. And he even had the audacity to blame his own master for his inactivity. I knew you were a hard task master, he said. And I knew how much was expected out of me. He said, I was afraid. I was afraid. What would you do to me if I lost your money? So I decided to play it safe. Nothing invested. Nothing lost. Hear me this morning. Parables have a purpose. Jesus didn't tell a parable. He didn't tell stories just to entertain people. And just as the Lord in this story inspected the work of his servants, so the day is coming, my friend, when Jesus will inspect the works of his servants. Again, reminding you, we're not talking about salvation. We're not talking about whether we go to heaven or hell, whether we're saved or lost. We're talking to saved, redeemed, blood-bought people that are in heaven but all of us though we are saved yet we still are going to stand before the judgment seat of Christ see there are two judgments the great white throne judgment where the sinner appears when I was 17 and pastoring that little church my first church there used to be a little lady her name was sister T and she's the sweetest little lady in the world but her theology wasn't very good because she'd testify every Sunday night, because that's what she did back in those days. She testified every Sunday night, I want to meet you all around that great white throne. And I would shudder every time she'd go. oh no, I'm not going to be there, sister. Sorry, I love you. I ain't there. I was 17, she was 75. I wasn't correcting her. How many know what I'm saying? Because I knew her heart. She just meant I'll meet you around the throne of God. Great white throne judgment. You don't want to be there because it's a judgment for sinners. The books are open. Your name is not written in the Lamb's book of life and you're cast into hell. You do not want to be at that judgment. That's a judgment for sinners. The judgment seat of Christ is another judgment and it's a judgment for saints. Not to determine whether we're saved or lost. That determination has already been made by which judgment we show up at. So if you, ju- if you show up at the judgment seat, go, sh- There ain't going to be no sinners there. That's for saints. The day is coming, friend, when Jesus is going to inspect the work of his servants. You say, you have scripture for that? Yeah, I sure do. Yeah, I just happen to have some. <laughs> Romans chapter 14, verse 10 through 12. We will all stand before the judgment seat of Christ and each one of us will give an account of himself to God. Yeah. Well, I think we need more than one scripture. Okay, I'll give you another one. <laughs> Second Corinthians chapter 5, verse 9 and 10. Therefore we make it our aim to be well-pleasing to God. Why? Because we must all appear before the judgment seat of Christ that each one might receive the things done in the body according to what he has done, whether good or bad. How about one more? First Corinthians chapter 3, verse 11. For no other foundation can anyone lay than that which is already laid, which is Christ Jesus. And if anyone builds on this foundation with gold, silver, precious stones, wood, hay, straw, each one's work will will become clear, for the day will declare it. What day? The judgment seat of Christ. Because it will be revealed by fire, and the fire will test each one's work of what sort it is, If anyone's work which he has built on it endures, he will receive a reward. If anyone's work is burned, he will suffer loss, but he himself will be saved, though as by fire. So our motives, why did we do? Not only what did we do, but why did we do it? Amen. Somebody said it well. People don't do what's expected. They do what's inspected. And you hear me this morning. There will be... An inspection. It's called the judgment seat of Christ. Amen. Let's notice the seventh thing this morning. Number seven I find in this story. That is the indignation. Oh, the master in this parable is furious. He is absolutely furious with his inactive servant. As happy and overjoyed as he is with the faithful That's how furious and angry he is with the inactive. He calls him wicked. He calls him lazy. He verbally chastises him and says to him, The very least you could have done would have been to open a money market. Get a little dribble of interest. So at least I'd have something when I came home but you were too lazy to even do that. And he strips the one talent away from him and he gives it to the five talent servant that now has ten. (laughs) Away with this unprofitable servant he says, get him out of my sight. I can't even stand to look at him. Friend, we love to talk about the love of God, but let me tell you, if you want to tick God off, If you want to tick God off, just sit on what you've got. Just sit on what you have. Just do nothing with what it is he has given you. If you want to tick him off, just sit around whining. Sit on your pity pot. I and whine about how unfair life is. Just talk about all the things you would do if you were somebody else. If I had two talents, if I had five talents, wow, you know what I would do. Yes, you'd do exactly what you're doing with the one Because if you're faithful with a little, you'll be faithful with a lot. If you're unfaithful with a little, you'll be unfaithful with a lot. It's a principle of the word. But here's my message this morning. I want to drive home this morning. The funny thing is, the funny thing is, and this is the little twist on my message this morning. The way most folks see it, this one talent man who buried his master's talent would have been deemed faithful. You say, where do you get that? Because he still had what he started with. Come on now. Give me a little help here. Give me a little leeway here. Think about it. He still had what he started with. He was given one talent. The master was gone for a long time. And when his master came home, he still had the talent that his master gave him. And so most people would say, He's faithful. Because if we, it seems like if we can just maintain what we have. If we can just maintain what we have. If, as long as we show up every day. As long as we don't quit. As long as we place one foot in front of the other. As long as the thing that we're in charge of. As long as it doesn't totally fall apart. Am I off base here or am I telling you We say, huh, thing ain't growing and not much different than it was when they started. But one thing about it, you can say, they're faithful. But let me tell you something this morning. Let me point out one little bitty thing. Jesus did not pin the faithful medal on him. He did the one that had the five and gained five more. He did the one that had the two and gained two more. Faithful, faithful. He he deemed them faithful. Well done. Good. Faithful servants. But you don't hear him saying this to the one talent man. Well, he still he still got what he was given. He hadn't lost it. He's able to give it back. Isn't that faithful? Well, I come every Sunday. Well, I, I teach my class. I, I don't study my lesson, but I teach my class. I, 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 I play on the worship team. I don't practice, but I, I play. I'm, I'm faithful, right? Right? I'm faithful, right? I'm here. Show up for work on time for twenty years. You get a gold. I don't. I not even have a. I got a silver one. I hadn't done a very good job. Amen. You get a gold watch. Faithful, they say. Faithful. Half of the people in half of the people working with them are glad they're gone, but we say they're faithful. Why? Because they managed not to get fired for twenty five years. Come on. Show up for work 20 years, ha, oh, oh, on time most of the time, man says faithful. Don't divorce. Man awards the faithful medal. <laughs> your marriage was horrible. But you stayed in it. Stayed with it. Faithful. You keep doing your ministry? You don't quit? he show up every time. Isn't he faithful? He's so faithful. Is he? Is he? The one talent man still had the talent that he started with, but Jesus didn't pin the faithful medal on him. In fact, Jesus deemed him unfaithful because he didn't do anything with what he was given. You see, to Jesus, you aren't faithful just because you show up. And you're not faithful just because somehow you can pull it off. And you're not faithful just because you don't quit. Hear this. To Jesus, you're not faithful if you're not taking risks. The five-talent man and the two-talent man were faithful because they were willing to take a risk. Yes, yeah. It's the master's money. He's coming back. I'm going to have to give an account. I'm going to have to answer for what I did, what he gave me. It's a risk. It's not my money. It's his money. But Jesus deemed them faithful because they were willing to take a risk. Amen. To Jesus, you're not faithful if you're not taking a risk. How oh, to Jesus, you are not faithful if you're not trying to grow what you have. If you're sitting on what you have, you're not faithful. To Jesus, you aren't faithful if you're doing today the same thing you were doing two years ago, three years ago, five years ago, ten years ago. what are you doing with the talent that's been given to you? And friend, if all you do is just show up and do the minimum, is that faithful? If there are talents, if there are gifts, if there are abilities that are at your disposal and you're not making use of them, whether they're yours, Are those that are in your association that are available to you? If there are talents and abilities at your disposal that you're not making use of, are you faithful? And if you are just relying upon the incredible talent and ability that has been given and made available to you to carry you and it carries you, you don't even have to work at it, man. You just got a gift and you can just flow with it and you don't work at it. Oh, you're good, but you could be great. Amen. And because you're good, everybody says, wow, he's faithful. But to Jesus, uh-uh. He's not faithful. Because there's gifts, there's talents, there's abilities. I gave him five talents to work with and all he's using is three. I gave him two talents to work with and only all he's using is one. You see, faithfulness is like excellence. It's doing the very best that you can with what has been given to you. Faithful is continually striving for improvement. Faithful is working hard after you get the job. I know people that are really good at getting the job. I heard about a young man just the other day. He was really good at getting the job. He almost got one here. He really good at getting a job. He almost got one here. Thank God he didn't. Because he's already lost the job where he's at, because he was good at getting a job, he wasn't good at doing a job. Amen? Amen. Faithfulness is not just showing up, but faithfulness is working once you get on the job. Faithfulness is taking the five talent that you've been given and working with it with all you've got to make it better. That's faithful. That's faithful. Faithful is taking five talents and making ten out of them. Two talents and making four out of them. This is the definition that Jesus has for faithfulness. And I'm closing. If the worship team would get back in place this morning. Jesus, listen to me this morning as I close. Jesus would rather us take the talent that he's given us and lose it. And have nothing. Than just sit on The talent and the ability, and the gift that he gave us. Jesus, or the master in this story, would have much rather this one talent man coming before his master and saying, I have nothing. I took the one talent you gave me, and I I really tried. I I invested it, but I, I guess I made a bad investment. I don't know what I did, but I really did try. I worked hard, and I labored over it, but... But I lost it. I don't have anything. I don't know exactly what the master would have said there, but I promise you he wouldn't have said, throw him into outer darkness. I figure he probably would have said, well, you know what? Here, I've got another one. Let's start over again. Here's one more here's one more, and let's sit down for a minute, let's just see, tell me what you did and where did you make that investment and what did you base that on and why, how did you make that decision and let's see if we can work our way through this and let's try us a little different this time and I think you'll come out better next time and you know when you come back before me again and you've got something to show for it then you know, we can try two and then, and then we can try three how many think that might have been something like the master of the story might have done Yes, my friend, I believe God would rather us fail trying than just to sit by doing nothing or patting ourselves on the back because we're faithful because we showed up. We're faithful because we were 25 years without getting fired. We're faithful because we kept doing what we were doing faithful is being willing to take a risk. Faithful is doing our best to grow what has been given to us. Amen? Hallelujah. You see, the truth of the matter is one day we'll all stand before the judgment seat of Christ. Not to determine whether we're going to heaven or hell. If we show up at that judgment, we're in. But we might be on food stamps. You know I'm jesting to a point. And we stand before the judgment seat of Christ. And the Lord says, Okay, I gave you five talents. What'd you do with what I gave you? I gave you two talents. What'd you do with what I gave you? I gave you three talents. What'd you do with what I gave you? I gave you one. What did you do with what I gave you? My question this morning is when we stand before the Lord on Judgment Day, not according to Americans' view, not according to the way man thinks, according to what Jesus taught in the parable of the talents true test of faithfulness. When we stand before him on judgment day, will we be deemed faithful? Will we hear him say, well done, good and faithful? Servant. I know this has a little negative connotation this morning and I don't like that, but There's a lot of things in here I don't like. (laughs) Tell me something good, Pastor. Okay. The one that received two and he gained two more got the same commendation as the one that had the five. Well done, good and faithful servant. Faithful over a little make you ruler over a lot. Enter to the joy of thy Lord. If the one that had the one talent would have been faithful with the one talent, he would have received the same commendation as the one with the five and the one with the two. Well done, good and faithful servant. It's not how much we have. It's what we do with what we have. Father, we thank you for the Word of God today. It's a little heavy this morning, but it's the Word of God. And God, we all need to hear it today all of us. I know how people think, oh, I wish so-and-so were here. Man, they should have heard that. They weren't here. You were. You're thinking it. It's for you. Got today, and you know I am a million, billion, trillion miles from, from perfection, dear God, but you know my heart and you know my heart is to be found faithful. to take what I've been given and not just sit on it not just enjoy it but with your help grow it make it better that's what you expect that I at least make that attempt Speak to our hearts today. Speak to our hearts, oh God. We want to be found faithful. Hallelujah. Would you stand with me this morning? Stand with me in His presence today. I'm not going to ask anybody to raise your hand or anything like that. I think God can do His work without me even asking that this morning. I hope that God is working in your heart. He's working in my heart. He's stirring my spirit.